This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello chickens, the fabulous Adam Richard here, and it's theory time, trial of a time lord. Oh, hey, chickens, this is the fabulous Adam Richard. Please join me in the Trial of a Time Lord, Episode 6, which is Mind Warp Part 2, Theory Palooza. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So we start with Brian Blessed uh, trashing the joint. Uh (laughs) So the doctor unplugged him last episode and uh, now he is up and about and just going to town with the BBC props and destroying them in any way, shape or form um, and having a whale of a time doing it. Uh, King Iacanos, he reveals his name is. Um, and like Brian Blessed is over the top at the best of times uh, and this is... Possibly not the best of times. <laughs> now, uh, yesterday I was concerned about some of the casting choices um, with respect to the fact that they seem like slaves. And uh, then this episode, we've got a whole bunch of people being brought in and they look like they come from various indigenous groups. So I think the slavery thing uh, is they've just gone, yes, this is... Uh, colonial society who have decided to go out and just take over planets. So the Thoros Beatons, the the slug people, uh, have decided that they're the bosses of the world and uh, everyone else is their servant. So there, there was a moment that I thought was concerning. Um, so yeah, I thought but once we've established that, like it doesn't seem quite so racist to only have 
uh, people from a certain uh, ethnic group to be playing slaves because there's they're clearly getting them from everywhere. Uh, but yeah, there was a moment where King Ikanos, where Brian Blessed pops his helmet on and it looks a little like a samurai helmet and then you're like, oh, I see the cut of his uniform is meant to be a bit samurai, which makes his heavy eyeliner, which kind of goes out to the side, a little bit concerning. Um, but hey, it's 1986 and we're going to find way worse instances of this as we go further back in time. So I can just go, oh, well, we know better now. Um, by the way, speaking of eyeliner, everyone, everyone in this this episode is has gone crackers with the eye pencil. The Valyard in court is totally chock-a-block with eyeliner. The Doctor has a little bit on. Uh, Crozier, um, Patrick Reichardt has, like, quite a decent whack of it on. Uh, like, everyone's wearing... And, yeah, as for Brian Blessed, like, he looks like he's... <laughs> about to enter RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so, there's a lot of running around uh, and the Doctor becomes quite bloodthirsty and warlike uh, and then we keep cutting back to the trial and he now has no memory of this. Uh, as we, yesterday, uh, we were told that this is where he was when he was pulled out of time and dragged into the trial. So we know that there's something, you know, odd going on. Because when he started, he didn't know where he was. He was a bit disoriented. So, uh, yeah, this is... Clearly something's going on with his memory here. And the fact that they keep saying, the Matrix can't lie, Doctor, means, of course, the Matrix is going to end up lying. Um, You wouldn't go on about it so much. Uh, the They're planning to cut the doctor's head open and put Christopher Ryan's slug brain in there. Um, that I think that was what was happening. Oh, and then Ikanos runs across the dog-faced man who Perry was nice to yesterday and he is his old mate from uh, a long time ago. And keeps having his mouth open quite wide. I'm presuming, A, because those teeth are uncomfortable, but B, he wants everyone to see them because they spent a lot of money on those teeth. Um, then Perry weirdly gets lost, uh, goes and looks through a window to see the power control thing and there's slug people operating it. And I didn't really understand whether that was part of the plot. Anyway, she kicks the... The boss guy uh, runs away and ends up in Matrona's harem. By the way, Matrona is heaven. She is one of my favourite characters. Because um, <laughs> she's... I love that she's sucking up to Kiv, which is Christopher Ryan's character, and then turning to Syl and just going, Shut up, Syl! So she sees herself as one step above. Um, I don't understand why they call these creatures the mentors. Like, that seems like a... A mentor seems like someone who's imparting knowledge and they seem not to unless it's a very ironic title uh philip martin who wrote vengeance on ferris and wrote this one like there's a lot of very kind of sardonic satire going on in these episodes like the the whole colonialism thing the uh the profit motivation it's all very very you know you can feel that he's writing something else on top of whatever, you know, the adventure is. Um, then we have uh, Perry caught, and once she's joined the harem, um, the Doctor outs her and 
then she's interrogated in a really disturbing scene where she's chained to rocks and the pink ocean washes up above her. Um, And the Doctor is really out of character. And finally, the trial has kind of a narrative use. Uh, So... They head back to the trial. The doctor's like, this didn't happen. No, the Matrix can't lie, doctor. Uh, but we get to see the doctor basically decrying his own behaviour, saying, "I don't. this is not me, I don't behave like this. So we finally have a, kind of a narrative justification for the trial in that we can see that the doctor's out-of-character behaviour is actually out-of-character. Like, he keeps kind of bluffing, like, oh, yeah, I'm obviously trying to get out of the situation by going, oh, yeah, no, I'm behaving like this because I'm I'm going to, you know, uh, escape and I'm going to help Perry. And there is a moment where he leans in close to talk to her and then wants to know about the Thoros Alphans. I don't know. I, did I miss something in this episode where the Thoros Alphans became the suddenly the spies or something? But was there a bit of garbled dialogue or did we miss a scene? It just seems to come out of nowhere. Uh, anyway, the Thoros Elfins are now apparently behind everything. Um, but yeah, you know what else I found fascinating about this is the Doctor's self-interest. So the Doctor is normally quite selfless uh, and runs around trying to help everyone. And here he's acting completely against type, being very self-interested. But being self-interested is portrayed as uh, a negative trait here. And given the way, I mean, if you're listening to this, you know, not at the moment, then uh, this is going to come as a bit of a shock. But right now I am in the middle of coronavirus hell, uh, as we all are. Uh, And the self-interest involved in going to the supermarket and buying all of the toilet paper in the world seems to be you know, people are decrying it publicly, but then obviously people doing it privately. Also, the kind of, you know, the people outside my window having a party last night who are like, well, we don't have to worry about it. We're young and fine. Uh, it's, yeah, I I find it weird that, that self-interest is portrayed as a, a terrible thing in this episode because, you know, it technically is. Like, you know, you... You want to have compassion for other people. You want to have uh, be, feel like we are part of a community, part of a world, and not a bunch of self-serving, you know, a-holes, for want of a better word. Um, but, yeah, the Doctor behaving like this, its it, I feel like he's behaving like, well, everyone at the moment. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a very disturbing characteristic in the portrayal of the Doctor. But, you know, as we've seen in the trial, he's saying, this is not me. I don't behave like this. So it was either the zap in the head or the Matrix is lying, which we've been told it can't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I... Then at the end of the episode, uh, Ikanos gets a hold of one of the zappy laser things uh, and is pointing it at the Doctor. So... His life is in jeopardy again. In fact, I'm I'm so glad we've had two uh, cliffhangers that have not been predicated on the Valyard screaming that the Doctor's life is forfeit. So, 
that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of, there are a couple of things in this episode that I, I don't know where it came. Like, I still don't know where the Thoros Alpha Spies came from. Did I miss a line of dialogue? If you, if you heard it, let me know where it was. Uh, okay. Tomorrow we're going to head into episode seven of Trial of a Time Lord, which means we'll be at the halfway point of this epic, epic journey. And also that we're over halfway of my, uh, which is the segment. Anyway, it's going to be. trying to get out <coughs> um <laughs> excuse me mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.